Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports industry, I want to continue to find ways to give back. Give back to individuals that want to get in this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the clubhousecareers.com. It's crazy. It's season four already. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are currently in this industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, under our guests this week. Working in sports is certainly an exciting career path, but in order to work the long hours and days, you must have a passion for it. If your passion can align with your career, it can be a great journey, and I'm excited to have our next guest. Hannah Basinger, Senior Vice President of Operations at the Atlanta Braves. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you, Travis. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Hannah, very excited to to have you and certainly talk about your career path. And and let's start from the beginning. You attended the University of Georgia there in Athens. You receive a business administration and marketing degree. As you think back to that time, what do you think you wanted to do from a career perspective? Yeah, great question. I I really didn't know. So I uh, I grew up loving sports, you know, played sports, aspired to maybe work in sports. But in college, I really didn't have that answer. And coming out of school, when I decided on a marketing major, I actually had a, a fork uh, in the road and I could have gone journalism school and and or the business school and i decided i kind of liked being more behind the scenes you know taking care of things behind the scenes and not necessarily on the on the um you know out in front of everyone so i chose the marketing path in the business school and i saw a lot of my friends going to these amazing job fairs getting jobs with a lot of big you know popular corporations and i said i just don't want to do that i really want to do something i love it took me a while to figure that out, uh, but I eventually landed in sports. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even talking about, you know, when maybe behind the scenes versus in front and getting out of your comfort zone, which we'll certainly talk about. And, and to start, maybe it was getting a little a little bit out of your comfort zone. You receive your start as a guest relations trainee with the Atlanta Braves. And looking back to your time back then, what is something you know now that you wish you would have known back then, whether it be getting into the business or your early part of the business? Yeah, I, you know, I, I will say because I, I somewhat stumbled into that role, that initial role, and it, it's really wild to think about now because of my longevity in the industry and yep. being in this path, you know, on this path for 17 years. So I, I stumbled into the role. So I think, you know, one thing I, I did know that the way I would answer the question is, it's one thing I did know, but I would, I continue to care with me. Maybe I wasn't as conscious and aware of it. It's just to continuously learn and be open-minded. I really didn't understand what guest relations was when I was hired. I was a marketing major and I was hired as a trainee and I was thrown right into the mix of learning what guest relations was. And it was our very first fan fest that we had. And people were really upset about autograph lines. <laughs> I had no idea. Been there. What I- Yes, exactly. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was I found myself being the representative for the Atlanta Braves 
responding to complaints about autograph lines. And I was like, whoa, this is what, this is not what I did in my marketing major, but I was learning and it taught me so much. It taught me so much about um, just human interaction and dealing with people in different um, climates and different environments, hostile environments at times, people were really upset. Uh, and I learned so much. So I think it was just having that learning mindset and continuing to just use that experience and not necessarily be afraid of of that experience that I was getting. Absolutely. You talk about like hostile environments. I always kind of joke in the, in the baseball world specifically, I've had more hostile environments, not because the team won or lost, but because of autographs or bobbleheads. Like those are the, the two main Amen. kind of pillars Amen. that everybody is, is very passionate about. Oh yeah. All the stuff, right? <laughs> yep. Well, Hannah, you quickly rise the ranks with the Braves as you become the coordinator of guest services, then the senior coordinator, and finally the manager of guest services. And what's your advice to listeners on being able to dominate that job at hand that will then continue to help them grow internally? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound repetitive here, but it was, it was that, that learning mindset of I'm in this role right now for a reason what what is it teaching me what am i bringing to the table what am i applying to the job maybe trying to make it better or that you know what we're working on trying to make it better but what is it teaching me and i think i had that mentality every step of the way um and i think that's what enabled me to grow is is that i was open minded to a challenge to a to a hard task to um, doing something a new way, even if I maybe didn't have the solution. Uh, so I think that really positioned me well to uh, be somebody to call on for the next hard task, right? Um, so having, being willing to take on those challenges in each of the roles, maybe not always knowing what I was doing, yep. maybe Absolutely. not always knowing, you know, having the experience and knowing what I was doing, but just being willing to say yes I'll figure this out or I'll go surround myself with the right people and we will figure this out. And I think that's really what positioned me to, to be called on for the next opportunity. No. And I love that. And I, I think the advice I always try to give is, you know, people lead, everything else can follow and and you surround yourself with the right people. You're willing to, to get out of your comfort zone. You're passionate about it. everything will come together. And we talk about getting out of your comfort zone. You know, Hannah, you obviously got out of your comfort zone to get into, into this business. And then you've had some situations, right? Some hostile environments you've had to ma manage. And then getting out of your comfort zone again, being around that Atlanta area, majority of your life at that point, you decide to make the move after six years with the Braves organization to take a role with the Chicago Cubs as the assistant director of guest services. And uh, that is a move certainly getting you out of that comfort zone. Why was that the right move for you? Yeah, I love to talk about this point in my career because looking back, I didn't realize how monumental it was. It was a big decision. It was an opportunity I probably said no to many times, whether it was just mentally said, I'm not moving to Chicago. I'm from the South. I have a one-year-old at this time. We're not moving to the city of Chicago. This is wild. But the more I listened to the opportunity the more uh, I was drawn to it and really pulled into it. And I really believed in what the Cubs organization was trying to do. They really wanted to focus on the guest experience and build upon, you know, a service philosophy. They really wanted to pour into their guests and their staff. And that is something that I 
had become really passionate about in my career at the Braves. And it, you know, it was just a, it was just a a great opportunity. Yes, I was stepping out of my comfort zone, moving to a new city. And, you know, if if anyone with the Cubs organization is listening, I'm sure they'll laugh when they hear this. I think at first they were like, what are we going to do with this Southern sounding girl that doesn't <laughs> stop saying y'all all the time, <laughs> y'all all the time. And like, who is she and why is she here? Uh, but it it really, it was an opportunity for me but I think it was opportunity for the Cubs too to um, to really pour into that experience, and I was honored to be someone who could shepherd that and steward that, and uh, just really loved the people of Chicago, the people of the organization, the fans were phenomenal, still are, and uh, it was a great opportunity to learn something new, experience a different culture, and really build something with the Cubs. You know, and, and to that point, you, you certainly, I'm sure you learned quite a bit of new things, experienced a new culture, built something special. And then, you know, fast forward kind of boomerang style, you end up after four years with the Cubs making a return back to the Braves organization. And so as you think about that time at the Cubs and building something special, what's what was a key learning from your time away? And even, you know, from a time in the Midwest versus the South that when you returned, you could implement right away. Yeah, it was, you know, I really, although I can't say I was 100% in control and and knew exactly what I was doing um, with this when I was at the Cubs, I, I look back and I am proud that I invited others into that journey with me. And, and what do I mean by that? I'll never forget, you know, arriving there uh, at, at the Cubs and we had you know, we were having staffing challenges. There was challenges with the the program that we use for scheduling. And I remember our supervisor team was was really struggling with uh, getting the staff they needed and in the right positions. But it was just all coming at me fast. And I didn't really have the answer. I was still learning. I was still learning the ballpark. This was really early on in my time, like within the first two or three months there. So I'll never forget, I put something on the schedule we all got in a room, the supervisors, and I said, we're going to build this together. And I remember we we printed out these huge maps of the ballpark. We talked about the different attendance levels and we put colors, dots, stickers on different attendance levels. And we built a new staffing model that everyone felt like they they contributed to. Yep. They, they had a voice in and that just felt like the right thing to do at that time to figure it out. But that's something that I've taken with me is we don't always immediately have the answer, but surround yourself with the people who are passionate about it, who have experience with it and collaborate on it. And collectively, you may get there together. No, that's awesome. Certainly great advice. And and it's always something, no matter what your experience you have, you want to find ways to implement something. Uh, in kind of your next journey. And again, with the Braves, you grew quickly. And over the last four years, have gone from vice president of guest operations and strategy to now the senior vice president of operations. And what do you feel like you've done on a consistent basis to continue to get promoted internally? Oh, I wish I knew that answer. Uh, <laughs> here's what I think that answer is. Here's what I, here's what I think that answer is. Uh, finding work. So it's, it sounds 
simple. And I don't just mean like any work. I mean, good work, meaningful work, uh, work that contributes. Uh, Of course, finding work or opportunities that generate revenue is always going to get uh, good attention. I'm you know, I grew up in the operations path, right? We were we were the ones spending the money at times, uh, not necessarily making the money. Although I will argue that pouring into your people and your staff has has an indirect impact on on revenue. It's a benefit, but I think, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's just I didn't have a job description coming back to the Braves. I, we were going through a bit of a restructure, and there were a coupling, you know, coupling of departments and. It was Hannah lead, lead this area of our business. And I I think I took that mentality of find where the gaps are, find where the opportunities are, find the work, but the meaningful work. What can we improve upon? What can we make more efficient? What can we make better? Just very simply said. And I think that's what I've continuously done is find the meaningful work, focus your efforts in the right place that's either going to make something better for the staff, better for the guest, and generate revenue. Absolutely. Well, Hannah, I, I know the easiest answer to this is every day is not the same and there's always something different, but would, would you mind just walking the listeners through maybe some of the, the big priorities you do on a consistent basis? Yeah. So our our team, the way we're structured here in operations at the Braves, it's a couple of different groups, you know, fan facing. We have great leaders of those areas who really own guest services, event operations, you know, our, our tour business that we have here, as well as we we really have a strong focus on non-game day event sales too. Uh, so even when we're not playing baseball. Yep. I I want to make sure that I'm providing the resources they need to be successful. So Every day that might look a little different, as we've already said, but I, I'm i I'm trying to understand what their challenges are, what their roadblocks are. We have a process for doing that. I want to try to respond to those and, and clear those so that they, they can be successful leading their areas of business. And then my role specifically oversees food and beverage and the relationship we have with our food and beverage partner. So I spend a lot of my time on process and strategy around that part of our experience as well. So it it looks a little different every day what what those yeah. specific tasks are, but those are some of the big big buckets that on a daily basis I'm dipping into one of those buckets and again just trying to make sure we are we are moving along in those areas. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Hannah Basinger, Senior Vice President of Operations at the Atlanta Braves. And, and Hannah, let's get into three hot topics. Question one We've talked a lot about your overall guest service experience in your career. What is one thing you believe all teams should be focused on as they think about that street to seat experience? I always try to remind people and remember for myself that this could be somebody's one and only time coming here. And I think working in sports, we're so close to it. We experience it every day. We have access that whether we mean to or not, we may take for granted just being here and being so close to it. And I really try to pull myself out of, of that and, and think to myself, this is someone's dream to come to a Braves game. This is someone, maybe they've saved up. Maybe there's something challenging going on in their lives and this is a distraction and a break. And I really try to think about that. It's, it's hard because again, we're so close to it. We know it all too well, uh, but I really try to keep that mentality. And I think if we all keep that, we all focus on that, no matter what role we play in the organization, uh, whether we're selling, whether we're operating, whether we're on the front lines and we're checking that ticket, you know, as they come in the gate. If we can think about that, even in a quick interaction, I think we're going to provide an unbelievable experience to our guests. Absolutely. Love it. Great advice. And, and question two, as you mentioned many times in your role, the days are completely different and you're wearing a variety of hats. What is your advice to listeners on no matter what their role is on being efficient and effective every single day? May I admit that I am still figuring that out. I think we <laughs> so, all are. Yeah, I mean, it's such a great question. And in fact, I love being asked because it forces me to focus on it. What are you really doing, Hannah, yep. to be efficient and effective every day? I, you know, again, it's, it's having that right balance. You know, I have to, I'll have to step back to answer this question and, and, and share a little bit about, you know, personal life too. I'm, I'm a mom of three kids, um, young ages, 11, eight and five. And, you know, efficient and effective really does look different every day. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's more work focused and that's where that's, that's what needs me most is there's something going on at work, good or bad, or just an opportunity that that needs my attention. And and sometimes it's it's outside of work and it's family and it's, yeah. you know, what what's going on in our, our our kids' lives. And efficient and effective really looks different, but it's you know, and I know the balance, the work-life balance gets tossed around a lot. It it never looks the same. It looks, you know, make sure you're focused in the right place for the, for that moment. And I really try hard not to put a lot of pressure on myself to be everything to everyone. I know I cannot do that. And so I think efficient and effective is very moment by moment based of what needs me this morning, what needs me this hour, what is the best use of my time in that moment? And I think that's where I find myself succeeding at being efficient and effective, looking at it that way. I love it. Like the, the advice of just moment by moment, you're not going to do this from a 30,000 feet view. Uh, you're not going to just turn on the magic switch and it's working. So absolutely. And, yeah. and finally, and I, and I, do oh, wish, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, do wish, I do wish that 
I could, you know, I, I think I'm yeah. someone who really, um, I think I crave routine and consistency. Unfortunately, this business is not necessarily what's going to give you that. So I have learned as I've continued in my career to find those things that I can have routine and structure to, even though one week we're playing games and one week we're not, and our schedules look different. Yep. If there is if there is a way to find consistency and structure, I'm, I'm looking for it. Absolutely. Well, question three, you know, in addition to you working and, and obviously the, the grind of baseball and the long hours, being a, a, mo- a mother as well, as you mentioned, mother of three, you also, it, it's very important for you to continuously give back and be a mentor and be a part of the community. As you think about that, why is giving back so important to you? That's exactly what someone did for me and why I'm sitting here today, right? They took they took an, an opportunity to just speak with me. I When I became the guest services trainee, I was offered that job because I had, I had met someone who knew someone that worked at the Braves. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about getting into sports, but I don't really know what I want to do. And I, I'd love to just talk to someone. And I'll never forget having that opportunity to talk to someone. And I thought I was going in for maybe just an informational session of someone willing to share their insights on working for the Atlanta Braves. I thought that was the neatest thing to have that time. And while I was sitting there, um, he, he was someone, he was the one person in the organization that hadn't hired his trainee and said, do you want to be a trainee for the Braves? And I was blown away. I was like, like not done. accepting a job offer. <laughs> and it's all because he took the time to just meet with me and talk with me. And he felt like, you know, a good connection and thought I might be the right fit for, for the guest relations trainee. And I'll never forget that. And I, I would like to do that. I try to do that. I, I love when people reach out and say, I'd love to hear about opportunities with the Braves. I tell them my story yeah, and I tell them my path and it's just because I reached out. So when someone chooses to reach out to me, just to ask a question, I don't forget that someone did that for me. And I, I love to sit down with them and tell them how to get their foot in the door here. Well, on behalf of everyone, we certainly appreciate it. You know, mentorship goes goes a long way. And and Hannah, what a great career! Certainly an exciting journey. And as you think back, what's been your best memory? So you know, those of us that work in sports, it's hard not to point to uh, those milestone moments where the team uh, the team excels. I, I have to give that answer as one of my top experiences. I was able to to be a part of joining the Cubs organization when they won their World Series in in Cleveland, and then experiencing our World Series right. uh, win here at the Atlanta Braves was 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 phenomenal. It's you know working in operations is a bit of a blur. I mm-hmm. wish I would have kept a journal so that I could <laughs> actually remember some of the yep. moments, the highs and lows, because it went by so quickly. Um, winning. It's, it's more than just winning, like what fans see. It's knowing that there was a concerted effort amongst all of our business units, behind the scenes, you know, baseball operations on the field. We really had a inten- an intentional collaborative approach to positioning our team to be successful that year. And looking back, we talk about that. We talk about some of the moments in the summer of that year, some of the business success that we had that contributed to 
you know, some of the trades that we were able to make. And so it's, it's really, it's winning the world series, but it's for different reasons than one might expect. It's because of what happened behind the scenes to, to enable us to be there. I'm really, I, I will always cherish that. No, that's awesome. Such a, such a great journey. I always ask the guests that are, are fortunate to win. Do you ever wear the rings? Uh, yes. And I <laughs> thought you might ask that. I actually brought it. So I have it here. Nice. Um, just because it's a good, it's a really good reminder. You know, it's something that you, I think could easily take for granted or put away and, um, I don't know, just kind of keep, keep locked up somewhere, but it's something that I think is a good reminder of, like I just said, the work it takes to get there. It's not yeah. easy, really hard to get back there too, as we all know. And and we saw last year, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's just a good reminder. So I, I do wear it not all the time, but I do try to remind myself like what it represents. What? That's awesome. Well, Hannah, a ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. And to close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? I am ready. If you had a boat, what would the name of your boat be? I love this question. It's so fun. Uh, and I, you know, I, I really want to give you an answer that's, you know, I love music. So I, I, I think, you know, oh, what's my favorite song? What would I name? what would I name, what song would I choose to name this boat after? But then I think the best answer I can think of is I would probably name the boat PTO. And the reason I would name the boat PTO is because if you ever see me on a boat and I do have a boat and I'm out on a boat, it means I'm finally taking that PTO that I have a really (laughs) hard time taking. Um, So I think it's the most fitting name. I love the why behind it. What is a fashion trend that you would love to see come back? Okay. There's a lot. Um, I think, you know, being someone born in the eighties and kind of growing up in the nineties, I think there's some really fun stuff that I honestly think we're starting to see again. I was just saying, they're uh, just coming back. If you just keep it in I your closet, eventually it'll be popular. I, I think you're exactly right. So I think my answer here is I live in the South. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a woman who tries to look presentable and, and uh, keep myself together. And I think I would bring back hair crimping. <laughs> because uh, humidity here um, yep. damage to our hair, uh, or at least um, ha- makes it hard to style it. <laughs> I think it's starting to come back, though. I'm seeing people with hair covers, yep. so I think it's coming back. Love it. And finally, if you could go to dinner with anyone, whether it be currently alive or passed away, who would it be? There's so many people that would make this list. Um, someone who just genuinely makes me laugh every time I hear his mouth open is Charles Barkley. (laughs) And I would love to sit across from him and just have a conversation over dinner. I can't, I can't can't think of someone that might make me laugh more than that. And that I would just really enjoy our time together. I'd love to be the waiter at that dinner. And uh, to to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? I touched on it as we've talked. I think it's it's that growth mindset. That's that's the way I try to refer to it. It's being open to learning. Uh, I I don't think we can ever be too senior, too um, 
old to do that. I think that we have to have an open mindset to learning and to growing. I I think it's also, secondly, I would say building relationships with people around you and surrounding yourself with people, not just building relationships for friendships, friendships are important, but really surrounding your, yourself with people who compliment you. We are all so different. We all have our skills. We have our strengths and weaknesses. I have a pretty good pulse on what some of my weaknesses are. I really enjoy surrounding myself with people who compliment that, you know, their strengths aren't my strengths and their weaknesses aren't my weaknesses. And we, we together can really do a lot. And I, I, I've seen that in action over the years. And I think that's something that's key. Surround yourself with people that, that compliment you. Um, you know, lastly, I think it's be kind, genuine, genuinely kind to people. I, you know, when I first started in this industry, there weren't as many female leaders. There just weren't. And some that I saw um, in sports, not necessarily, you know, within our organization, but just across sports, you know, they, they were tough. They were, you know, like males sometimes with their approach. And, right. and that's not a, that's not anything bad. It's just, that's not me. You know, I, I believe in being kind to people and not running over people. And I think um, that's another thing I would say is just, just be kind. Awesome. Hannah, thank you so much. Such great advice, such a great career, pleasure talking to you and, and certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you so much for having me. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.